Hello, all you comic enthusiasts out there. Welcome to another edition of Bargain Issue Comics, a podcast. We're your hosts, Adam and Corey, and we're excited to do another dive into the world of comics. All right, Adam, what's on the plate today? Well, this is it. This is the beginning of it all. And we are going to talk about how Corey and I realized that we both like comics. How did that happen, Corey? How did it happen? Uh, good question. Good. It was question. so long ago. Uh, we were going to a mutual friend's wedding and sitting on the plane, we were both connecting as a super small airport. So we got on the same flight. Uh, I had uh, been forced by uh, family to get a lot of books out of their house because they were taking up space. And among them, I found the first volume of Planets, Planetes. Look, I'm going to admit, guys, I don't know which one it is. Adam says planets. It makes perfect sense, but I don't know because that extra ES just frustrates me so much. Well, um, I think I know where you're going with that. It, wouldn't it be planeters? Like, are you saying like planetes being the people who are out in space? They're the planetes? Yeah, I, like it's maybe they're, it's a phrase for astronaut. Like a different yeah, no, I, okay. I totally like get, I didn't get what you were talking about earlier and it just dawned on me that you're like, yeah. the planetes are the characters. Yeah, the, in like, the that book. was my whole thing. Now, thought. oh, you've just wrecked my whole paradigm. Now I'm going to have to sit with that <laughs> for ages now. <laughs> okay, but anyway, sorry. Let, let me get back to it. So anyway, I uh, was reading the comic book on the plane. And all of a sudden, I hear this voice. It's like, Corey. It's like, yeah, look up. It's Adam. And he's pointing at it. It's like, wait, you read that too? And it's like, what, what do you mean? You, I, Yeah, I love this thing. <laughs> I, he was the first person I had met, honestly, who had read that manga. And from there, we just kept talking about comics. And eventually got to the point where we said, you know what? We like this enough. We have a lot of fun talking about it. Let's do this uh, for a show. We got it. And we're here. We're doing that now. Um, Corey, did you like the book? Man, I loved it. So the copy I had was from our friends Tokyo Pop, which uh, for all of you young people out there, they were one of the first people to uh, really widely spread, um, publish, that's the word, uh, manga in the U.S. So luckily, Dark Horse has come out with a volume one and two omnibus. I was able to read them both. And I still find this story fascinating, Adam. Like, not only is it one of my favorite things about space travel, it does hard sci-fi. And it also, man, it gets super trippy. It really does. It is. that That is something I was going to bring up, that it is not the book that I thought it was going right. into it. Right. I honestly thought it was going to be space garbage men. <laughs> the whole time i mean like that's how it's going like that's and the that, solid that's, first third of it then, then it turns into like let's do an anthology that has absolutely nothing to do with the planetes mm -hmm. that we were that we were following before so like you, you think it's going to be this like this this jobs in space kind of book and then it mm -hmm. becomes a really tight focused character study mm -hmm. of of the, the main character and i will i will admit that it is uh i loved it gorgeous art really beautiful uh, storytelling but so i will say that i i am not normally a critic i love things and i love things way hard <laughs> i loved this book don't get me wrong i will say that it has the critique that i would bring to the table is that it feels like it 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 turns left a lot 
It, it f- mm. feels like it's going in one direction. It's like, no, we're going to go this mm-hmm. way now. I'm just going to veer off on this completely different arc. Uh, which brings us to uh, another uh, book that I wanted to talk about. So, Ooh, so okay. the, right. the, uh, this book uh, was the first thing that we, we latched onto and we, we both liked <laughs> uh, and, and made us realize, Hey, we could probably fill we can fill some time like five five ten minutes tops five ten minutes right. just 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 a good amount of time so we started talking about other books to see where we would go um and i made the recommendation uh of a book that Corey had never read mm-hmm. uh and uh cory what book was that so Adam recommended to me Battle Angel Alita. And my only knowledge of it was started in the 80s. There was a movie by I want it's not James Cameron because his name is all over the damn uh James, Robert James Rodriguez, Cameron. right? James Cameron had it originally, couldn't do it because he had to go do Avatar 2. So he uh, kicked it over to his boy Robert I, Man, James Cameron did not have to. You know what? Never honestly never it, it's a good fit. It's a good fit. I like the fit of uh of uh the mariachi meets <laughs> that's right i forgot he did that but anyway anyway um so uh adam recommended battle angel alita and uh when i say i devoured this comic i i absolutely just destroyed it i went through this thing it it was one of the most intriguing co- stories i i think i'd read in a while and the fact that boy does it thematically change so oh, many yeah. different times? Back and I, to like, the arcs it, thing, it's got these arcs, but I, I will say whereas planets goes off on these left turns, the turns in Alita just are like sharp, razor yep. sharp, yep. staying right in with with the, the plot and, the, and moving along. And, and actually, when it okay, does oh, stop, it's a natural pause. So actually yeah. on that, I, I think that's a really good point, the comparison, and then we can um, get into our third third book for the uh, show, um, is just that kind of change, that pacing, that where these storylines are going. Now, I'm, I do think both Planets and Alita, there are things that, okay, they kind of leave on the cutting room floor. It's like, it's fair. Things happen, you want to go a different direction. But I think with Alita, it feels so much more connected. Like, it just feels... There, there are a lot of storylines and planets that just seem like he kind of once he makes that left, it's sort of eh, all right. I'm going to drop this. I'm going to drop this piece yeah, of it, yeah. and like it doesn't take away from the end of the story, especially with planets. But it's just kind of you notice it, like you definitely notice when it happens. I think Absolutely. more so than Alita. Uh, um, with Alita, it's like it, you you you've stopped looking at that thing entirely. Your mm-hmm. brain is no longer focused on that. It's like what is motorball? Like you were like, right. Hunter killers, hunter killers. That's cool. But now there's motorball. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then suddenly it's like, Oh, wait a minute. There's a giant train out in the, uh, in the desert. What's oh, this about? You know, you're like, I, your, God, I your, head, so your head can flip around so fast on some of these arcs, but the, the it, fact that the fact that, um, and we can uh, definitely get in the, in this in a few episodes is with last order the fact that the last part of it is not even about the main character like i just love how it can do that and you're sitting there saying some stories man that would take you out of it this one no it's like you're talking you're talking about where it goes off with ito and figure four yeah yeah and it's like wait a minute like now we're back on earth 
We right? were just in space. Now we're back <laughs> on Earth. Like the story goes from huge, like massive, tiny little back into the village with the doctor. Okay, right? now we're back here. You know, I the scales of escalation. It doesn't feel like yeah. Yeah, this insanity makes sense right next to, oh, this little tiny, just like you said, tiny back in a village somewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. But all right. Okay. Before before we go too much further, another reason that I, (laughs) one of the reasons why I was drawn to Alita in in the first place is because it is that deep sci-fi. I love me some sci-fi. But also the the sneaking in the little bits of learning. Uh, Oh, right with the notes. Neurogilia. Uh, of the two types of cells that make up, you know, like the little footnotes, like you got, oh my god, like the guy that eats brains. Well, there's a reason he eats the brains, and you can look down here and you can find out this is what he's deficient in. Like the little sneaks of the information into your story that makes me go, hey, I'm kind of learning here. I'm kind of, <laughs> kind of cool, you know. It made me feel, made me feel fun as a little kid because that's when I found it. I probably found Alita way you too re- early. Wait, you I you didn't probably... say that the last time. You read you read it as a kid? Yeah, my copy is the Viz graphic novels. Wow. Back when Viz had it. Wow. Way back in okay. the early. So I got this when it was new back in 1994. Oh I man. Was, I was born in 1982. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a 12-year-old should have been <laughs> reading that book. I don't know. I probably <laughs> man. I, don't I, don't I read. I don't know. I read. Like I said, the guy was eating the guy's brain. So like, like he cracks it open like it's an egg and eats the brain. That's a twelve uh, year. A twelve year old can watch that, right? I. I'm okay. Sure. I'm sure. Sure. I, sure. I, I, I'm I'm not gonna podcast. lie, man. There were several parts in that comic where I had to put it down just after seeing it. it was like. Ooh, okay. I need a minute. <laughs> I will say that there, is, there is a uh, scene in Last Order where uh, it's a flashback and she's in the little hallway uh, yeah. where all those big, like, massive security guards come in and I, she just, just like a fucking it's buzzsaw through that, them, man. Have you seen Old Boy? The scene in the in the, in the thing with the yes. with a hammer in the hallway. Yes. It's like that, that's, but that's exactly. But it. she's a buzzsaw, like you know, she's a, a meat grinder. Oh man, man, that well, scene just gets me every time. Like, it's, it's so so good. So much expression it's on their so faces good. as they get ripped apart. So yeah, twelve year olds probably shouldn't read Madeline. <laughs> probably shouldn't listen to this comment uh, uh, podcast. Whatever, whatever. We digress. So I got into Alita because at my my store where I was picking up my my issues of uh ghost in the shell back when i was a kid picking up the the ghost in the shell the first runaround mm-hmm. uh, getting that from dark horse back to dark horse who i think published uh, oh US. thank you dark horse so but, when i was getting that i was like man i wish there was more like like that i found alita sitting on the shelf and i was like that's coming uh, with me so really probably one of my all-time favorites is ghost in the shell uh did you know shiro masamune uh is not his real name did you know that no that it's his it's a no okay it is a it is a pseudonym a uh what is the word a, a pen, pen name, name is it pen, pen name, name? Right? is there no nom de gear no that's something about war 
uh, all is fair in love and comics. I don't know. I don't know. No, boo. I'm mixing the <laughs> mixing metaphors. It's fun. It's like a martini. You have a mixed metaphor. Um, we anyway. promise he's not too drunk, people. We promise. Anyway, uh, Ghost in the Shell, rife with all of those little footnotes that made you like feel like you were learning something. And, and, and it's got all that ultra violence. Yeah, it does it ever. I will say that it's far, far more cartoony. The original. So one. that's what I was surprised because for me, um, actually, hold on, hold on. Before we get into that. This um, one does it. This one has its moments. The, the, it, it does. Sorry. Oh, wait, wait, no, no, let, the let whole me... reason we're talking about this today. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about the first one. We aren't. We're not talking about. We'll, we'll get into that. We will get. We will get. We'll, we'll come back to another day. But we're actually talking about uh, something. Uh, a ball that was picked up. <laughs> that, that, that was maybe dropped by him. We're actually talking about the human algorithm. So, so the, with- the format of our show is that Corey and I would like to share with the other person uh, a comic that they may not have heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was one of the things that we were doing. So I shared with Corey, Valangelita, and he shared with me. Ghost in the Shell, the human algorithm. Um, it was because he had mentioned he liked Alita and I felt it was right up his alley. It is by the author, or I'm sorry, not the author, the, the writer of Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. And confusingly, we, we won't get into all of the timelines and various different versions of Ghost in the Shell there are, but to fi- suffice it to say, it is a continuation of the original line of the comics, and um, it is that really good uh, 20 minutes into the future uh, cop procedural and the art is amazing, and it also keeps up with a lot of these strange, uh, not only the educational notes, but the cartoony aspects from the original, yes. which is, <laughs> you if you if you come at it from seeing only the anime first, it's very, very jarring, but man, it's, once you get into it, I love it. Um, and I think one of the strangest things is I love, crap, I'm forgetting her name, but the, the one that's from the psychic agency is, I think, my favorite character. Uh, you know, I will say because it's so confusing because her name sounded like one of the other characters. It's there's I think Doga, it's Tsunagi. There, there's Togusa, there's Tsunagi, and then there's Kusanagi. So yeah, there's nothing confusing going on there with it. <laughs> and I mean, ba- Bato's always a great, uh, great for lab. Well, then there's Bato and Borma, and mm-hmm. Borma and Bato kind of look alike, but they have different <laughs> they eyes. They do. It's the it's the eyes. It's and the a lot of eyes. times they're both it's the eyes. <laughs> They are both bald as far. Well, no, because sometimes you get the, the 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 crew cut like like you do on the cover of the human algorithm. I I will say they look I, completely different. Sometimes it is it was a bit jarring getting used from from one artist to another artist. Mm-hmm. Do you say so do you know do you know what Shiro Masamune is uh drawing these days? Do you know what I, I, I mean it's 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 you know, just hentai. It's, it's hentai. It's, it's just hentai. It's it's only hentai. Well okay I remember you said that to me offhandedly and we were talking about Ghost in the Shell. And so a, a while back I was reading um the was it Ghost in the Shell 2 uh mm-hmm. the 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 second manga that Masamune wrote and you know about halfway through it and then it just occurs to me it's like oh yeah, he was really already going that way. With yeah, this he was, he's right 
Right. <laughs> he just a little flip. And then he's there. I mean, that's like, that complaint. In, in the first one, there is a whole section that's not didn't make it to America that got taken out. I think it's right. just it's either one page or two pages. Yeah, that's uh, probably that makes and sense. And it actually and it makes a lot more sense because in it, uh it it's uh Bato is interrupting the major while she's on vacation and she's in her own virtual world. Hanging out I, with her girlfriends, doing I have the I have the version stuff, you know. I have the version where it's translated. I have that oh, page. You do, you have yeah. that page. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. And that's and it explains, and it explains why she uh doxes his ghost, it punches his ghost <laughs> because he spied on her while she was being intimate with her right. gal pals. <laughs> so yeah, uh the Japanese have a different uh different view towards sexuality and nudity it's oh yes yes and even even kind of uh their relationship with comics in general uh it is much more prevalent uh for people to enjoy manga in japan than people enjoy traditional what maybe like marvel or mm. or uh dc kind of comics it it doesn't and you know i'd love to get into this on just the general history there but it seems that it was more of just no this is this is part of literature it's just here um then so i'm i'm not gonna say subversive for comics but comics just at least in the american sense was never this it was ne- I don't think it had the same view, the same feeling to it, uh, the same problems. Like you, you got comics, but it wasn't like, oh, you read comics. That was, I think that seemed a lot of mentality. But I mean, that's that's also me spouting the nonsense. So, eh, well, more, no, more I, I get I get where you're coming with that, but I also think that the, in 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 America there have been different interactions with comics and different. Mm. Uh, well, straight up different jobs that comics have have uh maybe not jobs roles that it has taken up in society because when you think about Ooh, that is a good point. like a, original superman original captain america how they were very very nationalistic and, and still there's a lot of uh pushback on well not a lot there is some pushback towards like the marvel cinematic universe that it is too nationalistic too mm-hmm. america focused uh that I digress, but it, it had that job of kind of propagandizing America's value and comics kind of sold that. Mm-hmm. And then you get further on and then you think of like, are, are you familiar with R. Crumb? Uh, uh, I've heard the name, but I don't think it actually, no, I think I know they are, but yeah, keep going. Keep going. Uh, he, he, it was kind of underground comics, mm-hmm. not, not the major comics, And then uh, kind of not inside the comics code. Mm-hmm. Um, very much playing by their own rules uh, uh, with adult themes and things like that. Um, very sexually uh, oriented kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it took up uh, that kind of space, a place for people to go and, and enjoy that kind of things. Mm-hmm. Or then you have uh, also around that same time period, you have the guy that made mouse. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with Mouse? That was also going. He had his own other independent comic book label. So there was different roles, different places in society that comics have had. Whereas I feel 
in Japan, it has been a much just, it's a form of media. Mm-hmm. Here in America, sure. it fit certain niches, certain groups, whereas, and I, I would say probably starting in the 80s, maybe mm-hmm. earlier than that in Japan, uh, they really had a different kind of a relationship that it it's a more broad on the spectrum of types of comics too. Mm-hmm. You get a lot more variety of who the comics are written for. Mm-hmm. You and I have a very similar kind of uh, taste, but it, there are vast amount of comics that I, I just don't want to read about a relationship comic. I don't really like relationship comics. Mm-hmm. They're very flat, very dull, very slow to me. I don't, I don't like them that much. You know, but then I think so, of also like the Cooking Wars comics. I'm like, maybe <laughs> I'd like that. It seems like it's kind of like taking aspects okay. that I enjoy from other comics and it's going to put it on this genre that I don't really care about. So kind of like the I basketball should... one, there's a basketball one that I can't hoop, hoop something. Uh, slam dunk. Slam dunk. Didn't, I don't like basketball mm-hmm. at all, but slam so, dunk I always okay. thought was kind of fun. Because okay, it has all right, all right. that uh, initial D is another one. I don't like car culture. I'm not a car culture kind of guy. But <laughs> oh, initial D oh, is a there's fun. So, comic, there's so many know? things here. There's so many things. Okay, all right, all right. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to bring it home. But you know what? There are a couple of things, Adam, uh, that you've mentioned here in the last couple of minutes that I definitely want to talk to you about. Um, that there'll be good discussions for uh, next time. But I think to finish things up. So we talked a bit about um, being introduced to Alita, being introduced to uh, Ghost in the Shell, Human Algorithm, uh, both having a mutual love for planets, planetes, whatever. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But Adam, is there any uh, particular comic that you think you want to recommend today? and I, I'm, I'm, there's one that I think you might like, and it is actually one that you just said, and it is Food Wars. Now, I, I will I, not, I will not say it is by any means like, oh, Eisner Award winning. It is not, but it knows exactly what it is, and it's here to. It's it is an insane world where cooking competitions rule everything. Um, it is also <laughs> the, the artist did straight up etchy stuff before this. So that just understand that is his background as far as drawing characters. Um, I, I think, I'm not hundred percent. I know. I think you said a word there that I think I know. <laughs> so it I'm is, not hundred percent on what it is. Though. It is. So, uh, all right. Is I'm, it a somebody, sexy thing? Is yes. It, a sexy it is. Times thing? It is. It's. But it's not the just full on, oh, it's porno. Like he, he, it's the softcore stuff. Yes, it is. But the story is actually really fun because it's, I I know this about myself. It's just, I personally love a story that from the get go says, yes, we know our world's ridiculous. Have fun. That's what we're doing. I think you would enjoy it. I would say just read the first volume and you will have a good time. But anyway, that is my recommendation. You do not have to take it. You can tell me, my God, why did you recommend this to me? But to- All right, if you're going to do that to me, if you're going to do that to me, yeah, I am go ahead. recommend go ahead. another food-based one. Okay. Wonton Soup. Wonton Soup. By uh, James Stokoe. James Stokoe. Sure. Wait, how do you spell Stoko? Don't do that to me. 
<laughs> Fine, I'll look that up. Don't do that to me. S T O K O E. Stoko. Okay. All right. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, James Stoko. I, I I did say it right. I will tell you right now <laughs> that a lot of times when I pick up a comic, I I will pick up a comic almost exclusively for the artist. Uh, this is an artist. Wait, that, for the artist or like the cover art? Both. Uh, okay. Less the cover art because. Mm. As so often, you'll get a cover art that's not even going to be close to the interiors. Yeah, the interiors aren't going to even look like it. So that's James Stoko. That's true. Uh, James Stoko is one of those rare beauties. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrote it. He wrote it. He drew it, and he lettered it. Ooh, okay. And his other work, he'll also paint, but in this one, he didn't uh, color. Excuse me, he'll do colors. Mm-hmm. He just on this one, he just. Uh, he did he did the writing, the art, and the letters. I just think that's neat that he does his own letters. Who, who freaking does their own letters? Ooh, okay. That All weird. right. That's no. so so strange to do your own letters. But no. he's his art uh is is really what gets me about him. His also his his storytelling is brilliant. I actually mm-hmm. found him from another one, uh a, a Marnius Caligar cover uh that I really enjoyed. And okay. uh, I was like, this guy's this guy's work is neat. So then I, I went and did more work. The, the one that the internet would probably tell you to pick up first would probably be his aliens that he mm-hmm. did. But I think if you're going to make me read. Wait, like course, aliens, like, um, like Ripley. Like the Xenomorph. Xenomorph. Yeah. Oh. But no, no Ripley in it. There's no, okay. Ripley. it's a different, different, different out, outpost. And uh, so highly recommend James. Okay. It's just his whole library. Really? His, his whole, <laughs> everything he's done we've got plenty we've got plenty of time and you know what like i said this should be a free forum and if you don't particularly like something it's like come back and we talk about it's like what didn't speak to you about it like what what did not work i think that's an important part of this because i think that's also that that is a great way to talk about and learn about each other's preferences, about kind of how you see the art form. Uh, and I mean art form as in comics in their totality. But, you know, that's just me. Um, all righty. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening today. We really hope you had a good time. Adam, uh, I had a wonderful time. Adam, did, did you have a good time or a terrible I had, time? I had a very good time, Corey. Oh, okay. Anytime that I get to sit around and talk about comics. Oh, we're never going to talk about comics again. The the show format's going to change. Damn it. No, that ain't no good. (laughs) All right. Join us next time when we talk about flowers on on Bargain Issue Comics podcast. (laughs) Good night, everybody.